welcome everybody to episode four of the New Writers Podcast. I am your host, Chris Langan, here again. If you've been with us so far, thanks for keeping with us. We know you have a lot of options for uh, new writers, and I, I don't know, <laughs> but we're glad you chose us. So today, I am amazed. Every, every time someone tells me they want to be on the show, I'm like, absolutely, come on down. And today, we have a special guest. We have the one and only Burton. Burton, go ahead and introduce yourself. Say hello to the good people. Hi, everyone. Uh, I am Burton, and I am a very cool person, as some may feel from me. Anyway, uh, I like to play video games. I, I do a lot of stuff that is not really writing-related, but then I find writing one of those... One of those like things that is very it's a, it's a, it's more of a skill it's more of a passion at the same time but i feel like uh it's also something that's very difficult to uh, master oh yeah absolutely um yeah so i've seen so running has has been in my life in many forms so you can you so uh, you can see that when it comes to like emotions or events, you know, nothing that that is directly like related to writing. It, it's there's writing everywhere. I know that's sort of cliche, but like, um, what else? What what examples can I give? Uh, well, you, we'll we'll talk about it. So, yeah, um, no we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you and I. We have a uh, have a uh, have a cool origin story of how we met. You you want to save that for when we uh, actually talk about mastermind later, or you just want to give a little sneak preview right now? Yeah, I'd say preview is better. So, um, are you are you cool if I give out your your Discord handle? And okay, so Burton is is known on Discord as Raven. So, Raven slash Burton and I met when I got into Mastermind, and that was the first season I joined. Was Mastermind Astronomy, and that was a good season. <laughs> and it's a com- creative writing competition, and it's really fun. We'll, we'll get more into that later. We're going to talk about Mastermind later. So yeah, we're actually currently in a season which is really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that game is ooh, it's good stuff but anyway uh, so let's talk about how you touched on a little bit how art has kind of influenced as far as analytical writing yeah so uh, I, I took a media art class uh, a few years back and I think I took two classes one, one of them really like enhanced the way I express myself so, like, for example, music. Like, <laughs> obviously there's some relationship between writing and music, but um, yes. <laughs> I made a song back in the day. I made a song. So, well, I didn't really make a song. I, I, what I did was I went to, I went to a video game. And I was like, hmm, this, the music there is pretty compelling because I felt the emotion flow through me. So the game was called, uh, I believe, Heroes of the Storm. And that uh... was... I am unfamiliar. Blizzard. 
Um, yeah, I think you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it, yeah, it blows my mind every time I hear it because just the soundtrack itself is quite impressive. Uh, it gives me an aura of hope. It allows me to uh, feel that you know I have some meaning. I can bring some meaning into life, and let's see what we can do with it. So, um, so what I did with that soundtrack was I did a voiceover for that soundtrack, and I used that as an assignment. I tried to begin it with a poem followed by a speech and then a song in the end. Uh, okay, that works. Yeah, so um, I have it uploaded to YouTube, but then, uh, for, well, more details later, but yeah, it, it was an interesting project, one of my favorite projects I've ever done, and one of the most compelling things I've ever thought I would, wouldn't do. It sounds like the way you describe it, it's one of the thing, one of those things that just kind of. I know as a writer, if I get a story and I get a story idea, and there's some of the good ones, the really raw ones, just beg to be put out. Right. Yeah. It's like I like I have to write this, or else it's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there. Now, when you wrote it, did you? You said you started off with lyrics or just start off with poem yeah so so the story behind that uh behind that work piece of work was um it was actually a sketchbook a, it, it, the prototype of that song was a, came from a sketchbook exercise so basically what the teacher had us do was uh like write about anything in our sketchbook just one page long and it could be like anything that comes to our mind. And the first thing that I wrote down was um, part of what the song is today. Okay. And first main idea, like yeah, the, main idea, the core of it. Yeah. It started off as a poem, just a poem. Uh-huh. And then, and then as I read the poem, I played the music, like the soundtrack while thinking it in my mind. And I was like, okay, what, sounds good and what means like has some thematic implications to it Uh and i just went by whatever i was thinking and voila it's here today (laughs) yeah it was kind of born there wasn't a lot of crafting you had to do to it it's just it was there and it came out yeah i went with the flow so yeah yeah no that's when when that happens that doesn't happen every time but when it does it's magic I think my first piece that I wrote, which is basically just Star Wars fan fiction, um, right, yeah. was like that for me. It was, um, you know, I'll set the stage real quick for this little mini story. It was uh, Disney had bought Lucasfilm and had just announced that they were going to go ahead and make the 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 sequel trilogy starting with The Force Awakens. But we didn't have the title. We only knew that the sequel trilogy was coming. No title, no trailer. So I got so excited. And I imagined this scene where, you know, 30 years after Return of the Jedi, we knew it was going to be that long after Return of the Jedi, 30 years after Return of the Jedi, and I imagined this scene where, you know, Han Solo, old season Han Solo, is going... going to a bar on Tatooine for a secret yeah. meeting with uh, 
with a Luke Skywalker who's disguised his face using the Force. And both of them are being hunted throughout the galaxy by either remnants of the Empire, you know, stuff like that. And ends up that Luke has not been able to put together a Jedi Academy because he's the Empire's just been hounding him and he's because he's the only Jedi. Right. So, but anyway, and I was like, that was the same thing for me. I had to get that get that out. It was a compulsion, and I got it out, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then the sequel trilogy came out, and well, like I was like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. There's a lot of negativity in the world today with everything going on. Yeah. <laughs> I call it. You know, the world is uh, collectively losing their mind, our mind. So how do you turn that into into positive energy to, you know, create something meaningful? You know, like, life is interesting. I'm, I mean, uh, it's like a flow of, how, how, do I, how do I say it? Like, there are many things that are, there are many things that we don't treasure when we have. Oh, absolutely. So when we, you know, when we have those, you know, those, if, if we have a gift, and we only know it's a gift, we only realize it's a gift until we lose it. And I had to learn that like the hard way, <laughs> because I, uh, how do I phrase this? Do you have a suggestion for this? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I know where you're going with this. You don't realize sometimes you take things for granted. And then when they're gone, or when they're Jeopardy, it's like, oh, I was that was really important to me, and I should have enjoyed it more. I should have, you know, put more energy into it, paid more attention to it, stuff like that. Um, people know me who know me are well. Obviously, they know people who know me would support me because they know my background, my history, my uh, relationship with them, how they talk to me, how I communicate to them. You know, they know a lot about me. And so they would understand what I've gone through. And that is one of the things that I learned that not many, like, new people that you meet don't click onto that immediately. So my life was, like, filled with a lot of negativity. So Mm. um, I'm not going to go into specifics, but, like... Yeah, no need to. Yeah, it was quite traumatic at the same time because... <laughs> yeah, go through those because that were unpleasant. But um, on the positive side of things, I learned that if there's always a way to turn it around, and I what I do is I I picture my you know I used to be this person who always and I'm still I'm still this person who just pictures you know uh, how do I defeat my enemy in this real not real but imaginary world where I have an episode of we have a showdown and we take down the enemy and my nemesis is defeated and you know I, I like to imagine that sort of stuff yeah but usually that never comes to fruition so but then it's the feelings that is well feelings can be irrational sometimes but sometimes you can yourself use feeling and just picture yourself in that same moment that you're thinking of. And if you do that, um, sometimes you can, you can distract your mind. And once you, in a good way, in a good way. So like, um, I don't know why I'm saying it's positive thinking, but uh, 
I, from my perspective, I counter negative feelings by creating the opposite. Well, what I do is I use that energy, for this negative energy, and I use it to help me create what I want to write. Nice. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I, I could explain it, but like it's, I try to put all the emotion into one concrete, concentrated area, and I try to, I try to like say what the opposite of it is. Well, not say, but like express what it is. So in my own words and in my own way. So, you know, I like to empower myself. I build confidence. Um, I like to think positive things, even though it's a difficult thing to do, even at this stage in my life. But right, um, right. No, so, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I am. I'm eternally, eternally the optimist. But I'm also. I also like to temper that with realism. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those optimists where people shake their head like, "Oh, that guy's sad." You know, he's naive. I'm. I'm not naive. I'm just hopeful. Is a good word for it, I guess. Um, but yeah, whenever stuff hits the fan, I'm always like, okay. The first thing I tell myself is that, okay, it could be worse. Because it always can be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. And let let me figure out how I can either turn this around to something positive, or at the very least, if, you know, because sometimes to, to quote the, uh, to paraphrase, not quote, to paraphrase the uh, good, uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, uh, you know, sometimes you can do everything right and still lose, you know, and right. that's just that's, that's just life. Yeah, so, that's, that's we have to, you know. Yeah. Adapt. So yeah. when stuff happens, you know, if if I suffer defeat, um, I'm like, okay, I need to learn from this. I need to figure out how to be better next time. How to, you know, whether not get in this situation again or you know, be better equipped to, to handle something. And this goes for anything, whatever it is in life. You know, it's just a mistake is not truly a mistake if you learn from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the energy that comes with all that, it absolutely affects not only your writing, but everything you do. If I'm in a funk, if I'm not handling things well for the day, then there is no way my writing is going to be anywhere near <laughs> what I what I want it to be. <laughs> I, I I call those days I'll fix it in ed- editing days because <laughs> I want to write. I want to often I want to keep working that muscle out, making sure that I don't let it get complacent. I don't want to get complacent with it, but in the same sense, you know, it's just like okay, I should write today, but I, I'm not feeling it. I'll fix it in editing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I absolutely hear you. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Let's move to uh, the literature side of things. Okay. So, so we talked about music. We talked about um, positive, negative energy. Um, I want to sort of transition into the uh, literature side of things. And uh, because, you know, that's part writing. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So, unlike other, like, my way of thinking like because i don't you know i'm a slow thinker i'm a slow talker but i tend to uh you know my ideas are are, i don't want to like be so like so outright and uh so like overconfident but 
Um, I think my ideas have. I think my ideas have more like substance to them than usual, but they're not usually expressed through uh, my writing skills because you know I just write something and then I'm like, um, how do I? There are like a million ways to say it, and I always seem to give up on the first level because you know like, it's overwhelming to do, and I know it's a skill, but um, you know, it's just one of those things that don't click well with me. Mm-hmm. So when I when I look when when in English class when I look at um, literary fiction, those sort of stuff, it's not my thing. It's not, it's not my yeah. So uh, the reason why is in they they ask you to analyze um, traditional pieces of work, uh-huh. and they have this uh, paragraph structure, essay structure, and I'm not. I, I'm not saying I'm not structured, but I'm quite structured, I believe. So they asked us to write um, these essays, and they have a they have a certain structure to that. So like point, proof, comment, that sort of stuff. I know everyone knows that, but um, to me, it doesn't seem that straightforward because you have the point, which is the idea that you want to convey. And then you have the evidence part, proof, where you have to search for the quote that relates to the um, to the idea you're trying to express or expand on. Uh-huh. And then you have to explain it, which <laughs> um, I don't do a good job at it because I just don't have the ability to read that well as, as others. I probably do have some sort of language deficiency, but I, I don't know. It's just me, I think. Uh, well, I mean, I, everybody's different. Kind of like you were saying. I, I am always. I've always thought that I'm absolutely a better writer than I am a speaker. But I mean, I know how to hold a conversation. But I've lost track of how many times in my life where I will have been talking to someone, and you know, later on in the day, the thought will come to me like, "Oh, I should have mentioned this." <laughs> you know, why didn't I think of this on the spot? And it'll be like obvious stuff too. Usually when uh, I'm, I get know, that feeling too, yeah. Yeah. I, I just chalk that up to me being, you know, I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. Yeah. Oh, so um, so speaking of uh, writing compositions, when, when it comes to producing written work, obviously write, creative writing isn't the same thing as like writing an analytical essay. But right. they, they share the same trait. We have, uh, you know, they follow us. A sort of similar structure, although they're a little bit different. But what am I trying to say here? Okay, so I'm a perfectionist, and I like everything to be like the way I want it to be. But then I only get that feeling if I feel this that aura from it. You know, we have to. Uh, you for me, I'm. I care about the way things sound more than the way things sometimes what they mean but i know it's right well it's more right for me to to produce something that you know has something that no one not not to be completely original but something like no not a lot of people have thought before like what is the connection between idea a and idea b so i try doing that when it comes to creative writing but i just end up like faltering throughout because as I mentioned time and time again, uh, English is my first language, except I'm not a good reader. 
Like, I don't yeah. think I'm a good reader because I don't read between the lines. I don't, you know, I don't see the content. I don't see the substance. I don't see the uh, the richness of tech that they offer. So uh, literature is a downside. I think, I think in the, on the creative side of things, on the writer's craft side of things, I think I have a lot to offer because I believe I have a huge mind. I have a big mind. I have a strong mind. Um, and I think that's what everyone needs because sometimes yeah. you can write the best stuff, but it, it doesn't really mean it's going to be uh, something everyone would agree. How, how, how do I say this? Like, you know, there's some people in the world that are n- known for whatever they do. We have uh, Albert Einstein, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, he failed many times, but yet he's able to become successful by trying thousands of times and specific things in this example we have him failing and not because i don't think it was because he wasn't good i I just think that some people weren't really understood like the level the level um or he he was not understood i don't think he was i'm not going to sway the signs over here but so let's give another example like do you, do you know any examples of famous people who have failed before and then they become better in terms of like what they do? And the example I love to go to is J.K. Rowling, even though she hasn't had a the, hasn't had the best look on social media lately. Um, she when she wrote, I don't want to say she was down the dumps, but she was basically living out of her car when she wrote Harry Potter, I believe. And when she's sent it out for submissions she actually got over i forget the number but i know it's over a dozen rejections on harry potter and right i don't know if she rewrote it or if she fixed it i don't know if she's made any changes to it but at the very least she kept submitting until someone someone accepted it and the number 26 keeps popping into my head i don't know if that's how many rejections she got but that's uh that was over a dozen failures you know, she put her work out there and someone said, no, we do not want this, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. I hear with publishers that a lot of times it's like, this doesn't fit us right now, or it's not good for us right now. Or, you know, we got other stories like this going on. So it could be one of those. Who knows how many of her rejections were like that. But still, that is to be told that your work, we are not going to take something that you poured your heart and soul into and you're putting it out there for people to read to be told over and over again hey we don't want it we're not going to buy it that's got to be huge hit to the ego every time and she kept going at it yeah and we know how that turned out (laughs) so i think with einstein too he actually failed elementary school math because Yeah, yeah yeah i think they later found out that it was too easy for him, and he was bored. I, I think that's how the story goes. And then, you know, and then, you know relativity, later on, <laughs> as an adult, everyone, <laughs> everyone has their own story and the way they like things. And, you know, being a perfectionist is not a bad thing, and it's not a good thing. It's being a perfectionist can be a useful tool, you know, to make sure that the work that you do is, is good. You know, all the, the square peg hits the square hole, round peg fits the round hole, and a lot of times I I don't consider myself a perfectionist. 
and I realize that I need someone with a, an analytical eye to right. yeah. to look over my stuff to make sure that I'm not, you know, for the most part I do okay, but for my big pieces, I I need that analytical eye to to kind of keep me in my lane, so to speak. But yeah, I I get I get what you're talking about. And then once things click, once things work out, you get them how you want to, then that level of satisfaction is incredible. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Rewarding and it's relief. It's like, okay, all right, this works. I was able to get this how I wanted. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, we're, uh, do you want to, you want to talk about mastermind? Sure. Oh, definitely. Okay. So, um, <laughs> um it's an interesting game, I would say. Uh, I would say. <laughs> definitely um, not one of those video games and definitely not one of those, uh, you know, writing competitions that you usually see. So my idea behind that was to, like, combine two worlds. I wanted to bring the world where people were able to talk about things um casually you know reality I, I i don't really know about this bunch but um reality tv is um weird but dramatic <laughs> and you want to pull out that drama you want you know, in order for me so like going back to the perfectionist thing it's not really about me trying to you know um make the best game ever no so um what i what i what my idea was was to combine two worlds one world where there's drama and people talk about drama they analyze things you know what is the strategy how do we get around this and the other side is writing and i wanted to merge the two forces together because i wanted to see what it would be like when you have people of two different types of character at least two of the different sides of characteristics, what they would do under those conditions. And it's not to show like how creative I'm trying to be. It's, you know, I'm as a, as a mediocre writer, I would say that the best usually are able to adapt to both sides. You know, you, you can't have the complete picture without the other. Because right. That, yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, I wanted No, go ahead. I wanted to see people improve. I want people to I want to help people. I want I don't want to like, you know, hang them loose on a game and then say, Oh, sorry, you've been eliminated because you didn't do this sort of stuff. So although that's kind of true, um, I still want people to under to learn. I want them to improve. I want them to uh persevere and I want to challenge them. And you know, it make gives me some sort of uh, allowance to myself. It allows me to think, okay, um, I'm not a perfectionist, so let's see how other people can handle this in terms of writing. Let's see how they can talk to people in life. Let's see what happens when they're put in a situation and there's they're back at a back into a wall. You know, how will they come out of this on top? And that's basically the premise behind the the idea behind the game. I, it's. It's fascinating, and it's funny because I, I, I found it on a whim. I was 
since I started writing, where I, I had this thing where I want to be the where the writers are. I want to be around other writers. I want to talk to other writers. You know, I just want to compare notes. I want to see what other people are doing. I want people to see what I'm doing. And so I so I was on Reddit, as as we do, <laughs> and and I saw the post for this for this mastermind writing creative writing competition, and I was like, ooh, okay, all right, this could be fun. And so I I applied, messaged you a couple times, and got in, and and yeah, it was absolutely been helpful to my process, my style, getting things in on deadline, because that's a big one. No, definitely. Yeah, it's it sharpens me very much. Right. And I highly recommend it to anybody. <laughs> you know, a little <laughs> plug. <laughs> yeah, go check out Mastermind. Plus, you know, the I'm there. I'm there with other writers. We're we're creative writing. We're doing it, and you want to be the best. But there, also, there's that social aspect, that reality game aspect that's in there too. Yeah, and that's interesting. Twofold, like you said, you have to you have to adapt. You have to figure out. You can't just you can't just you can't just lock yourself in a room and write. You have to interact with the other players because there's a voting system. Uh, I definitely think I definitely. Sorry, for sorry, cut you no. off there. No, go for it. Um, definitely think that the social aspect is um, it mirrors life. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, there's no person in life who would be like, uh, I'm gonna sit here right forever and uh, stay in the world because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's just not real. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to make that point. No, yes, absolutely, it's absolutely good and. <laughs> yeah, the whole social aspect too. It also helps, you know, writers. If you're not, if you don't feel like your writing is strong, you're going up up against a contestant who is a powerhouse with a pen, as I like to say. I've never said that. Um, but uh, it it kind of evens the playing field because if it's just strictly a creative writing game contest, then the top writers would people with more experience with be- and better writing would beat out the little guys all the time but with the social voting aspect you know i i could be a bad writer well, i don't want to say bad writer i feel bad saying bad writer i could be a beginning writer who doesn't know the ropes and still have a shot at winning right which is encouraging you know it yeah and i believe too that the longer you stay in the game the more you take away from it it's. I want to explain too that right now I'm a contestant in the season, and without giving anything away, it's we have these writing prompts for each challenge, and then you know we have the 24-hour deadline to submit the writing, writing our submissions, and then after that it goes to judging, and our pieces are judged and scored. And shout out, shout out to Nifty. He's a great judge, and you too, by the way. You guys are great judges. And the feedback has that I get on my pieces is like, oh yeah, you know, that's absolutely true. And there was one time I kicked myself because I forgot to, I got a low score, and I was like, what happened? And I'd forgotten to run it through spell check, <laughs> and <laughs> so I was kicking yeah. myself there. I was like, oh, I think I think I was running behind the deadline, and so, but. But I guarantee that was the last time I made that mistake. 
um, the judges are quite, quite friendly, I would say. Um, they offer constructive criticism. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, we're kind of getting to the end. We're running a little long. You you want to plug anything? Oh sure. Um, so I do have a website that I have. Um, that was here. So <laughs> the website's called. Uh, well, I'll spell it out. So Burton Poon. So that is uh, B U R T O N P O N dot um worksite.com slash Burton Art with no space slash about. And uh, if you'd like to know more about me um, and how I think of the world or other or any other work on in on that website, you know, feel free to head over because I, I believe I, I wrote some interesting stuff. Uh, it's pretty good looking, and uh, you can see some of my written works as well. As well, my, my song's on there as well, so that's one of my favorite works. So make sure to, so please check it out if you could. Awesome. And I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes too, the link to your site, so that easy click for people. Any social media? Are you on Twitter? Are you the Instagrams? <laughs> Oh, right, Instagram. Oh, yes, I do have Instagram. So I am Burton, same, same spelling, underscore, poon, underscore. On nice. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, I will go ahead and... Any more plugs? Uh, thanks for having me. I, I, and I enjoyed it. I definitely oh, enjoyed it. No problem, man. One of the thanks best. For, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, man. I love having guests on. It's great. And you've been a great guest. Tremendous guest. So the show has a Twitter handle. You can message the show. If anybody has any questions or anything like that, any comments you want to drop on Twitter, the show is at the new writers P1. It's the weirdest Twitter handle ever. (laughs) And you can... If you're listening to this on SoundCloud, you can find us on iTunes. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, you can find us on SoundCloud. Either one. We're good. We're, we're on both. We are, we are fancy like that. Uh, you can find me, Chris Langan, on Twitter. My own Twitter handle is very complicated. At Chris underscore Langan. L-A-N-G-A-N for that Twitter. You can also... I have an Instagram but I neglect it. I'm a, I'm a bad Instagrammer. <laughs> but yeah, everybody go check out Mastermind. We're in the throes of our season right now. Season three, three. Yeah. Yes, we're looking for more applicants soon. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. And, and I highly recommend it. With that, you have been listening to episode four of the New Writers Podcast. I have been your host, Chris Langan. We've had the incredible Burton on the show with us, a.k.a. Raven. And it's been a great episode, and we hope to see you all next week for episode five. And who knows who we'll have with us next week. I mean, I sure don't. Burton, thank you so much for coming and being on the show with us. Thank you so much. No problem. And as always, may your muse smile upon you and your words ring true.